Hello, and welcome to another chance for youth. We have always heard that it takes a village to raise a child. However, here at another chance for youth, we know it takes a nation. Children and young adults deserve true love, a good education, and the chance to enjoy their childhood. Join us as we help the youth today to have a better tomorrow. Hello, everyone. This is Doug, and uh, I'm going to be your host today for the podcast, Another Chance for Youth. And today on the phone, I have Alexis with us today. How are you doing today, Alexis? I'm doing great. How are you? I'm doing well. And I'd like to welcome everyone to, to this podcast. What we're going to be talking about today is Theodore Gazel and Knowing Thy Worth. So that's going to be today's topic that we're going to be talking about today. And I don't know, uh, Alexis, let me ask you, are you familiar with Theodore Gazel? No, nope, I've he never was? heard of him. Oh, I bet you you have. I, have. I bet you that you and all of our listeners have actually heard of Theodore Gazel. You just know him by a different name. So let me just jump right in and talk a little bit about who Theodore Gazel was. Here was a guy who's, High school art teacher told him that he couldn't draw. 28 different publishers told him that he couldn't write. However, he decided he believed in himself and who he was. He kept writing, and he kept pitching um, his ideas to different publishers. And thank God he didn't give up because that 29th publisher told him yes. And his first book that he published was To Think That I Saw It All on Mulberry Street. Today... You and I know Theodore Gazzo simply as Dr. Seuss. So we're going to be talking about Dr. Seuss today in today's episode. Okay? So why is Dr. Seuss important um, in knowing his, his worth? Uh, there's a lot of great stories about Dr. Seuss, and, and one of the stories I want to share with you today was regarding a bet that Dr. Seuss took um, with Bennett Surf and it's C E R F, and he was the founder and the publishing of the publishing firm Random House. And this was a, kind of an interesting story because uh, Bennett basically um, had a bet with Dr. Seuss or Theodore Gosel for only fifty dollars, and the bet was simply that Dr. Seuss couldn't write a book, a children's book, with only fifty words. Well, Dr. Seuss not only did that, he ended up selling over 200 million copies of the book. We know the book today is simply Green Eggs and Ham. So he ended up writing just a book with 50 words, and it sold over 200 million copies uh, that most everyone has read or is familiar with in terms of that. And so when we start looking at things, we want to look at it and see, was that a fluke? Was that something that uh, Dr. Seuss really got lucky at? Or was he really talented in the ways that he played the game, if you will, uh, with the 50 words that ended up being a huge hit that we are all aware of? And so I want to really talk about a couple uh, takeaways from this bet that Dr. Seuss had. And one is referring to or looking at the power of constraints because Dr. Seuss really had a constraint. He could only use, what, 50 words in terms of that and really trying to make sure that he was getting the best out of the little that he had to work with. And so one thing that 
I think young people uh, can take away from this is making sure that you're setting limits for yourself, uh, whether that involves the time that you have to work or the money that you have when when you want to start a business or going to school, whatever the case might be, or even as simple as the number of words that you're going to use in a book, often delivers better results by keeping things very limited than keeping your options open too much. So making sure that you really get focused and narrowed down on um, on the topic that you're looking at. And I think a lot of times that we can kind of relate to that in school, how many times when uh, an, uh, an English teacher had told you that your your topic is too broad, you need to really narrow down. And that's what we're really talking about, is making sure that we're consistent and that we're really focused um, on this. In fact, I'll give the audience a little bit more of a little uh, tidbit uh, regards to this, that Dr. Seuss found setting limitations on himself to be, I don't know if I would say it was, but it was something of a practice that he did from time to time. Uh, For example, uh, The Cat in the Hat uh, was written using only a first-grade vocabulary list. So he really kept things simple but he also put constraints on himself uh, in terms of that. So making sure that in, in our experiences, making sure that we have constraints also provides, whether it's better business, a better life in general, better health, et cetera, making sure that we um, put constraints on ourselves because that can be very powerful by keeping us focused instead of being a little bit too broad in our approach. I also think, Create, uh, excuse me, uh, constraints can also help create creativity. Uh, whether you're wanting to play basketball and you're only 5'10", you're going to have to find ways how you're going to score against somebody that maybe is six foot or 6'2". So making sure that you're finding creative ways uh, to score. Um, let's say you have a one-year-old child that takes up most of your time of your day, almost every minute of your day that this, in the, this child is uh, – wanting you, clinging onto you. So you as a parent might have to find other ways to be creative and finding exercise. So making sure that you don't use this as a negative, but more of a positive when it, look, when it comes to um, having constraints. The second thing I want to talk about is making sure that uh, we look at constraints as a positive, again, because it can force you into getting things done. So what do I mean by that? Whether I'm doing this podcast or I'm out writing, writing, uh, whether it's a book or a paper or just whatever our normal ability might be, time constraints can help us force us to be more productive in order to do our better, our best work. Uh, I think this could be especially true, uh, like I said, whether it's writing or doing a podcast, making sure that we set time aside, even if it's inconvenient for us. We set time aside, and it really forces us to focus on what we need to do uh, with the subject at hand in terms of that. Um, Without having a schedule or this constraints, um, what would we do? Most of us would do what? We'd find a thousand other excuses of why we shouldn't be doing what we're doing instead of doing what we need to be doing, whether it's this podcast, writing, doing our homework, working on a business model, et cetera, we want to make sure that we're using our time constraints uh, in a very 
positive and productive way. And so making sure that we set a schedule for ourselves and we follow that schedule and we get into habits uh, in a routine, I think we will find ourselves being a little bit more productive in terms of that. So we should also be asking ourselves, what constraints are we setting for ourselves? Do we have more excuses or do we have more constraints um, for ourselves? And what type of schedule do we have for our goals? And I think that so many times we, we decide or we don't focus on our goals. We come up with more excuses than anything. So making sure that we, we really focus on our goals and we, we have scheduled time so we can focus on those goals as well. Um, another thing that I want to talk about here very quickly is talking about that constraints is not the enemy. So many times, I mean, Dr. Seuss could have looked at this bet and said, 50 words, there's no way that I can achieve that in 50 words. And so what he, did, what he didn't do is look at that as a negative, but he looked at it as a challenge and more as a positive and making sure that that wasn't the enemy at, at hand. I think so often uh, we spend time complaining about things that are withholding or holding us back uh, that keeps us from being uh, proactive, whether it's I don't have enough time to work out, I don't have enough time to start a business, or I can't eat this food or that food because of my diet, or I could go out and practice being better at sports, but I don't have anybody else to practice against or play with, my homework, I forgot my books, et cetera. We can come up with a thousand of different excuses out there but we need to make sure that we're not looking at these constraints as the enemy, but we're looking at these as ways to be productive. Um, I mean, if we look at an artist, whether it's a musician or uh, a painter, artist has a, lim a limited set of tools that they work with. Think of a sculpture. They don't work with every single tool, but they have very limited tools that they work with and they can achieve some very beautiful sculptures or paintings by just a very limited number of resources out, out there. And finally, the last thing I really want to talk about today is the size of your canvas. What is the size of the canvas that you're working with? And we saw in this example that I started out with this today was Dr. Seuss. He was given just a canvas of 50 words, 50 words but yet he was able to turn that into a 200 million um, books that were being sold, something that touched so many of us as kids um, in today. So really the size of our canvas doesn't matter. And I think so many times we focus on the negative and we think that bigger is better and it doesn't necessarily have to be that way. So making sure that we, we know what, our job is, our assignment, our goal, and making sure that we put things in perspective um, in terms of that. So don't look at the size of your canvas as being a negative, but just what is in your, your um, restraints. So a couple of things I want to uh, leave um, everybody with today, some things to think about is if you only have 30 minutes to fit a workout in your day, how are you going to do it? What is the size of your canvas? Uh, your job is to see if you can make those 30 minutes a work of art. And so if you only have a little bit of time, don't look at it as a negative, but take the moment to seize upon that 
and capitalize 30 minutes. Uh, maybe you only have 15 minutes each day to write, whether that's for a working assignment or something that you want to, to do. What is the size of your canvas? How long of a book are you going to make? Is it going to be just 50 words like Dr. Seuss, or you have a much larger um, canvas? Making sure that you, you uh, work on that. Maybe you want to start a business, but you only have $100. Great. That's the size of your canvas is $100. I think so many times we think that we have to have more than what we have in order to achieve our dreams and our goals, and that's, not, that's just not true. Making sure that we know who we are, just like I started off talking about with Dr. Seuss, Dr. Seuss, he knew who he was. Like I said, his high school art teacher told him that he couldn't draw, 28 different publishers told him he couldn't write, but he kept the faith. He knew who he was and what he wanted. And I think that's what you need to do as well. Believe in yourself because there's a, a, the next Dr. Seuss within each of us. How'd it go? It was 15 minutes start through. Um, you might want to slow down because yeah. it was kind of. I was a little nervous. It wasn't that you were nervous. It was a lot of information. It was just uh-huh. um, kind of lecturery. So when you're doing okay. a podcast, you kind of have to have a personality, allow your personality to shine through, slow down. Um, okay. I really did enjoy it. It was a good podcast. It's just when we're going live, you're not going to be talking 15 minutes straight because you're definitely going to have other people on this podcast and you might want to interact with the people more so online. So it gives the audience something extra to listen to. So just slow down. I don't think you were nervous. I think you're really well prepared. Um, I think it's better for um, you to ask questions and get responses back. It will help you eat more of the time because definitely you did just talk 15 minutes straight through, but remember for the podcast, you might have two breaks. So just think about where you would like your break to be. And the breaks are going to probably be a minute, a minute, 30 seconds top. Okay. Now, would they tell me when the, when the breaks are coming in? You get to decide when the breaks are coming in. Okay. Um, in a half-hour show, I tend to do a break after, you know, maybe 15 minutes, then the break, then another 10 minutes, and then five minutes. Because you're definitely going to need, like, about three, uh, like, break off. Everything wraps up with about two minutes left to spare, so that will be okay. enough time to play the outro, and then we're done. Okay. All right. So the information was good. I just need to, and I think it probably would have helped um, it, if I did have that audience there. I totally agree with what you're saying, and, and I agree with you. It's just, you just got to get in a rhythm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. But the material was kind of what you guys were looking for. Um, 
that I will send the link to Tawanda and let her okay. decide. But for me, um, what was the intent behind the speech to inspire youth to what? Not to give up, uh, to believe in themselves. I think that was the, the uh, to me, the, the moral of the story is no, bat, no, no matter what the challenge is, you're up to it, whether it's the task of a daunting task of, of writing a book with only 50 words or going out there and conquering the world, you've got it in you. You have to believe in yourself and know what your constraints are and what your abilities are. Okay. Well, I can see why you chose Dr. Seuss as a good example, but mm-hmm. if you're trying to address the younger generation, you might want to relate a little bit more to them because right now your podcast even though it's really good material it doesn't exactly relate to youth so when you are listening to a podcast especially a podcast in their free time you want the material and or the interaction and or the host to be relatable not luxury if that makes sense It, it does it does i totally uh Totally understand that. But for example, like when you started off, you're like, has anybody heard of the author? We said no. You said, I'm sure you yeah. have, um, Dr. Seuss. So then you can maybe add in a couple of questions about or a little bit of comments about never giving up or um, ask us in a situation where um, – we faced an obstacle and how we overcame it and stuff like that. Because if you were to talk about uh, the podcast the way you did tonight, it's full of good information and stuff like that, Mm -hmm. but it's not very interactive. It just comes across as a lecture. So for me, when I listen to podcasts, I tend to enjoy the podcasts that are more interactive and stuff like that. And don't worry with more practice, it'll be, easy even better Trust yeah yeah oh yeah, that's better yeah. <laughs> well and, and i'm thinking already right now so when i talk about you know has anybody heard of the Gaza and everybody says no and then i kind of give that little intro and then i says but you know him today as dr seuss then i can always turn it back over and go all right what's everybody's favorite dr seuss book that yeah, we were growing up like that mm-hmm. yeah and the yeah, only because, dr seuss the only Dr. Seuss book I know is The Cat in the Hat. Well, okay, that's that's fine. Uh, but one of my favorites is All the Places You'll Go. That's a very popular graduation gift, uh, whether it's uh, somebody graduating high school or in college, et cetera. Because that's kind of – I'm just thinking out loud here. That's probably how I'll, I'll – you know, when it comes to me, I'll say, oh, mine is All the Places You'll Go. And then I can jump in and and, and start talking. So I yeah. think I, now that I, I got a better understanding of how the format is going, I think I'll be able to adjust and I won't be afraid to ask questions. I guess I thought tonight was more of you wanted to hear the material. I, I see where you're going with that. So mm-hmm. that makes a lot more sense to me. There you go. Okay. Now, will you I be able to call to- tomorrow? I will be on the call tomorrow. I'm in the back door. I'm on every call. Oh, excellent. <laughs> Lucky you. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry. 
worry. I can be, like, I'm usually the one, like, quiet in the back. It's, like, kind of funny because usually people would always be like, oh, by the way, Alexis is here. And then for the rest of the podcast, you don't hear a peep. So I'm like, maybe if I'm not a guest and I'm only there to be in the back room, you might not want to announce me. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm not, I promise you might be I will take offense. All right. Well, be prepared. I might ask you what your favorite Dr. Seuss book is tomorrow. So. Okay. No problem. All right. Well, All right. I will end this episode, and as soon as okay. it goes, um, gives the link, I will send it to you, and within 24 hours, we'll delete it. All right. Sounds good. And we'll right. do it all Bye, over Dad. again tomorrow. All right. You have a great night. You Thank too. you. Bye-bye. Uh, bye. Bye.